So I'm here with a legend, that is Mr. Leon Price. How are you, sir? I mean, what was it like for you growing up in Bradford? It was great, yeah, fantastic. I loved it. it just, I think growing up in Bradford, it prepares you for everything in life, doesn't it? There's not much you won't see. Driving uh, in Bradford does as well. Yeah, Bradford is the worst place in the world to drive in a single, single handler. Um, yeah, no, it's good. I, I enjoy growing up in Bradford. It made me made me the person I am. I've, I've always lived here, even when I played for St. Helens or Hull. Uh, my, I always travelled, I always stayed in Bradford. Um, you know, my wife's from Bradford, my children were born in Bradford, so it's always been at the, the centre of, of of who I am and who we are as a family. And family man? Family man? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, three children, wife, um, brother, rest of the family. It's amazing. All from Bradford? All from Bradford. Bradford born yeah. and bred. Yeah, and where, do you know, like, obviously we're going to touch on the rugby side and and everything everything else because an unbelievable career that's I mean it's going to stick stick with you for the rest of your life right unbelievable stats I mean the teams you mentioned State Ellens Bradford Bulls Catlin Dragons Hull uh, FC Hull FC um, was that kind of fed into you from a family background uh, yeah well my dad my dad started taking me when I was about seven or eight well my, my, sorry my, my friend Phil Weston he took me to um, to start watching Bradford Northern um uh, he, he lived on my nan's street where I used to spend a lot of time. He was a big Bradford Northern fan, so he first started taking me up to Odsalong Terraces at probably about seven or eight, and then shortly after that, my dad started taking me up to Queensbury where he played as a junior, um, and I played up there. I started playing up there from probably about eight years old, uh, and then obviously progressed. But I started were a ball boy at Bradford, Bradford Northern. Uh, I signed for them when I was about fourteen, fifteen, and then my debut when I was sixteen. Wow, can you remember getting signed? Signed up? Yeah, yeah, you get yeah. Scouted. You remember it? You remember I remember that it all. Yeah, it was obviously, it's a, it's a quite an exciting time. Um, all the people, the, the, my age group, my age group of players had some really, really good players. You know, uh, that have all gone on to have good careers. So our like Yorkshire boys, out of that group of players, were a lot that got signed. Right. Um, so yeah, it was an ex- exciting time. Really exciting. What school were you at? Thornton. All right, Thornton Grammar. Yeah. Is it still called Thornton Grammar? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've changed that for months. It's like academies yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Thornton Grammar School, yeah, that's my, my Whipsy Middle, Thornton Grammar. And then obviously from that transition of getting signed up and stuff and going professional, you were young, weren't you? Yeah, very young. I mean, talk about experience getting thrown in deep end. Yeah, but it was good. That's, that's For me, I were really, really, really dedicated when I was young. That's when I were probably, if I could have kept that dedication through my whole career, probably you no know, one knows what I could have gone to, to do, you know, bigger and better things. Um, but at a young age, I was very dedicated to the game and and just and, and get, like I say, thrown in deep and given a chance and, and took that chance. So I would have had it, I'd have had it no other way. The way that I got in, uh, youngest player to ever debut for Bradford Bradford Bulls, sixteen, and um, you know seventeen, I was playing regular, and young, and I got and at seventeen, I got young player of the year, so uh, super league. So it was um, something that dreams are made of. I'd always wanted to do that. So it was, it was good. What is it? Nearly 500 appearances for club. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. just shot. Well, you just shot a 500. I think all, all together on all the Great Britain games. I think I've got over 500 games. Yeah. And internationally as well. It's like yeah, yeah. I've got some 17, 18 international games. Did you ever just pinch yourself thinking, what? What am I doing? This is this is no, incredible. It, it, no, it won't, no, I didn't because I, I think when you're young, you, you, you're you're most carefree. You don't care. Well, for me anyway, I didn't, I didn't care what people thought in, in my in my head. I was going to play for England. I was going to play for Great Britain. 
we're going to play for Bradford. It were it wasn't a matter of chance. It were a matter, it was fact. In my head, that's that's I had I had all these things in my head, all these achievements that I wanted to achieve, um, and you can't. I just I didn't care. It, it wasn't like it were a fact, and that's what I was going to do in my head. So it was like right, David for Bra- for Bradford, boom, box ticked. Um, played for England when I was eighteen against Australia, World Cup, boom, box ticked. Um, Young player, yeah, you know, obviously you get into matches, but that's something that you you always dream of doing. Um, uh, uh, continue to play in the Bradford team, get picked for Great Britain, boom, another box tick. So for me, it were all the things I'd listed out that I wanted to do since I was 12, 13. So it wasn't really a surprise. It's something that I look back on now as an adult and think, wow, mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Uh, really, really impressive. But at the time I were in that, in that, that zone where, I don't mind, mean to sound arrogant, but I expected it of myself. Just did. That's what I thought I could. I knew. That's what I thought I could do. And would you say was that? Was it an ambition drive? Was it perseverance? Was it like, yeah. do you know what? Was it knockbacks earlier in life? Was it people who put no. you down? Was it? Is it? No, no. I just think. It, I think for me, for me personally, I didn't enjoy school. I'm not a very academic. My passion, my whole life's passion, is rugby. And I love sport. I love football. I love basketball. But for me. If you ask me, the number one thing, other than my family, my number one passion in life is rugby. I still watch every game. I still follow every bit of social media, videos. Um, for me, rugby league is my rugby league. Well, rugby league is my is my passion in life. So for me, it was easy. It was fun. And was it hard to leave? your boyhood kind of childhood team early on in your career? Well, ultimately, ultimately, because of because I could play so many different positions within yeah. the team, I kind of ended up a jack of all trades and a master, you know. And I had to, for my like, for my own d- development and to get to where I wanted to be, I knew I had to leave. I were at the time I was, I was playing wing, centre, fullback, standoff, dropped bench. I was just filling in here, there, and everywhere. I never really, I didn't feel like I just thought. And, and a lot of that went down to me, what not really probably dedicating myself to training as hard as I could do. So, you know, it was my own fault as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had anywhere to go if I were ever going to individually achieve what I wanted to. The team was achieving, but individually I wasn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be. Who was your biggest kind of um, inspiration within the game? Uh, well, for, for, go, you, for yourself? Growing, growing up, it was, it was Robbie Paul. Um, obviously, in 96, 97, he got, got, got us to Wembley with the, with the teams that we had and he was a captain and he was young, um, you know, and, and growing up at that time in Bradford, rugby was massive. You know, we were getting oh. 16, 17, 18,000 odds all. Um, we're, going to, days, going to, we're going to Wembley, yeah. we're going to Wembley, and you know, you were front and back page of TNA, uh, main front page sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, Robbie, Robbie and he were like kind of my hero, and I, I knew him. I knew him since I was like twelve, thirteen, when he come up and given um, some orders. So I just, I just really admired the way he went about his business and kind of what he brought to the city um, as a as a as a sporting personality. So he was he was the big guy for me. Right? Did you like the transition going across to Union ever tempt you, especially financially? Um, it did do, but uh, because because I'd always wanted to say like. I wanted to do things. I wanted to play at Wembley. I wanted to play for Great Britain. I wanted to tour. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to try and get Man of Steel. I wanted to get Lance Todd. I wanted to get Harry Sunderland. All these individual. I wanted to try and have a good go at getting these accolades that probably at Bradford I, I never given myself a chance to because 
I was a, probably a, a very very small cog in the wheel, mm-hmm. and I wanted to become a I wanted to become, a, you know, that pl- a pivotal player within a team, somebody that they could rely on to to try and win trophies, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I've not done that yet. Mm-hmm. So moving over to Union, I don't think I would have ever achieved what I did in in league, and I want league is my game at the end of the day. Right. And obviously, you had a little spell at managing, didn't you? Yeah, Coaching. right at the end, yeah. And was that something that you think you, you jumped in too soon, or do you think it's put you off now to it's do just, something again in the future? Just, or? I was given the opportunity. I'd just come out of playing rugby for the best part of 20, 20 years. Um, I wasn't sure, really, what direction my life was going in. I'd struggled at the end of my career with, um, with having to retire and what I was going to do next, and uh, mental health-wise, and... You know, really, being quite a quite a dark place, and I was given the opportunity to stay within the game, and I took it with both hands. Yeah. Right. You think you ever go back? Probably, never say never, but as it stands at the moment, no. Right. Oh. It's not not because of lack of uh, of not wanting to, but you know, once you're out of the game, it's, just, it's not easy to get to get back in there. Mm. You touched just then on. Um what happened after rugby and stuff like that and about like I say when I'm when I'm gonna interview people I've interviewed all sorts of people you don't have to talk about anything you don't want to talk I'm, about I'm, but, I'm fine, but it's kind of like it. after the game you kind of retired and you came away from that which you mentioned obviously the mental health and stuff like that what what, what was that journey like what what, what was it like well, well, I mean it was pretty crazy really probably a lot worse for my wife and family than it was for me because I were pretty much away with cuckoos for, for, for a while um it was, it was difficult, yeah. It was difficult for my family. My wife was pregnant. I just had to retire because my my knee was getting so bad that I couldn't run anymore. Um, and yeah, it's just it's 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 all I've ever known. I've gone. I played rugby my whole life. It was very much my coping mechanism. So say like when I've been in trouble off the pass off the field or I've been in trouble at work or anything, my my escape from whatever reality was, I could step on that field and I know that. I could it give me that release of when I go on this field, I can be one of the best players here. I can, yeah. I can, I can enjoy myself for an hour and escape from life. And when I step off it, if I've done well, I'll feel good about myself. Right. So for me, that was basically like a drug. It's having that escape, having that opportunity to play in front of crowds, to enjoy the atmosphere, to be part of a team, to escape from reality. And then once that's gone, and that's all you've ever known, it's the way that you've dealt with. Stress. That's the way you dealt with life. Then, where how do you replace? How do you replace playing in front of eight thousand people at Wembley? You know, how do you? How do you explain to somebody that that's? How do you ever um, replace that? I suppose having that routine in your life. Yeah. Routines have been number routine, one. Ten routines ten years. Yeah. It's like it could be. I've spoke to footballers, ex-footballers, not naming no names, who have said the exact same thing, and they might have turned to alcohol. Yeah. And then ended up having drink problems and stuff like that. And do you think because of the routine, routine that's what triggered off things? The routines, the, the routines, are the number mentally. one. Yeah, routines, the number one thing. So, from from when you sign, from when you leave school, you told you told right, meet at half past eight, breakfast at quarter to nine, video at half past nine, field session at half past ten, video session at half past eleven, uh, break break you know dinner break till one o'clock, gym session in the afternoon, video session done, ice baths. Ice bath, stretch, home, Tuesday off, in Wednesday, off Thursday, in Friday. So your life and day routine is set for you from 15 to when you retire. Retired at what? 35. It's every minute of every day and yeah. your days off are all rigid. The, the, and you're given a sheet and you've got your weeks 
you've got your week schedule. Yeah, yeah. You know what you're doing from from every minute of the day. If you're expecting that kind of retirement coming up anyhow, wouldn't you kind of, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, wouldn't you kind of plan ahead thinking, right, I'm going to, you know what, yeah, I'm going to go into manager, uh, managing, um, I don't know, I'm going to join the media and do something like that. Or do you think it hit you too fast and it was oh, like... Me, me, I, yeah. I can only speak of myself personally. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm one of these guys that buries their head in the sand. Right. So when I've got problems, I, I, I always leave it to last my second, last minute, last minute, oh, I'll okay. be all right. Or leave it until it gets worse. Yeah. So for me, we're like, I'll never, I won't retire, I'll be all right. I'll just, you know, I'll go to coach, you know, I'll, be, I'll just find it, I'll be all right, just keep playing, keep yeah. playing, keep playing. Right. And until I come playing, well, I shouldn't have been playing because I couldn't, I could hardly run. Right. Because uh, my, my knee was so bad. But that's me as a person. So yeah, I am to blame, but that's just how I am. still keeping fit now though, are you? No, not really, no. You look incredible. No, I'm not incredible at all. Um, I've not trained since I retired. Um, I've just got no drive. I've got no drive at the moment to do anything. I'm enjoying, enjoying not having to do anything. Right. Uh, I know a lot of people use the training or whatever to keep the... Yeah, the gym and stuff, yeah. yeah. to keep healthy, but uh, I'm, I've always hated the gym. Uh, my knee's so bad that I can't run, so I can't. It's hard. I've just I find it hard getting upstairs and just walking around. I need so I need some work done on my knee, so it is what it is. Yeah, it's good. Uh, what are you up to now? I work in care. Right, okay. Yeah. Young people, yeah. young adults, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that must be rewarding. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I've been doing that for the last five or six months now. So something I've always I've always liked. Uh, I've always enjoyed spending time with children. Um, and, you know, especially the children that are probably a little bit misfortunate, yeah, misfortunate yeah. Than, than yourself. So, yeah, it's, I'm enjoying it. It's good. That's amazing. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, well, keep in touch, please. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. It's always amazing seeing you. Sound I wish yeah. we had a bit longer and stuff, but we've got a very important game to watch, haven't no, we? No, yeah, we Because we're Stuart McCall's back, everybody. Yeah, the big one. Stuart McCall. The big one. Um, what do you reckon? What do I reckon about Stuart coming back? Yeah. If I told you my analogy, you'd be like, wow. Mm. You thought about it. Um, it's, like a, it's like getting back with your ex-girlfriend, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Right, That's what yeah, it's I've like. I've done that though. I've only had one girlfriend. Yeah, well, you're true. No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, well, some people have. All right, <laughs> I mean, and it's like getting back with your ex-girlfriend, and and that's what it is. And it's like, right, you get back for a reason because you want to be here permanently. You want, you want it to. You want happen. it to work. You want it to work. Do you know what I mean? And it's, 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 it's the, you know what I mean. People are nodding in the room. <laughs> that, that that's it. That's the easy ABC, and I think um, when he left the second time, when he when he got sacked, I thought. The fans had their hands tied. <coughs> yeah. We had no, we had no say. It was like you're joking. Yeah. I want to finish off with some quick fires because okay. I do it with all my guests, Go random on. as anything. Sound People cool. think I'm probably about age eight when I come out with some of these, but I'm not bothered. All right, okay. It's about personality. Are you ready? Go. On. Quick thing comes to your head. You can elaborate if you like to. All right. Yeah. One, two, three. Favorite film. Um, Goodfellas. It's great, isn't it? It's great, isn't it? When like you know that it makes me want to have Italian food as well. Yeah. The meatballs. I love it. I like it. I like the gangster. All the Italian oh, gangster Scarface. Favourites, yeah. Have you seen the uh, the new one, the Irish? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. yeah, is that any good? It's a long it's one. Right. Isn't it? It's too long, and they're too old as well. Right, they're too old. They've like over it now. Just retire. Uh, dog or cat? God, I like dogs, but I've got a cat. I'd rather have dog. Minute. I'd rather have dogs, but we we rescued a cat, so we, we've rescued a cat off the streets, so we've got a cat. Night in mm. or night out? Uh, in hundred percent. <laughs> favourite food? Uh, Chinese. All right. Have you got your favourite? Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll just start everything really. Special fried rice, chips, curry sauce, salt and pepper chips, salt and pepper chicken, um, fried toast, prawn toast. What else? We're having a buffet. <laughs> We're having a buffet. Uh, favorite drink? Favorite what? Uh, Coca Cola. Nice bit of ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell the difference between Pepsi and Coke? Yes. 
Right, cool. Favourite holiday destination? Uh, I went to Turkey. We a really good holiday in Turkey. Probably, no, so we'll go to Florida. I've been to Florida with my mum and dad. I've been having granddad. So you went to Turkey? Yeah, no, no, I was trying to think. My family, my only day with my family, with my, my family, my kids and my wife, went to Turkey, a wicked time in Marmaris. But, but my favourite ever was we went to Disneyland with my grandparents when I was 10, and that was pretty amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. If money was no object, where would you live? Uh, I'd probably build a house in North Yorkshire. All right, just stepping out just, of like just, just somewhere semi-rural outside. Just somewhere half an hour, 40 minutes away from Bradford, but still in the area. I won't be too far away. I'd obviously I'd have a house somewhere abroad, Yeah. but I'd still live pretty, pretty local. Can't be Yorkshire. You can't. You best, know, thing about Yorkshire. People, best thing about Yorkshire, Liam, what is it? Best thing about Yorkshire, the people. Uh, what are you listening to at the moment? Um, Bit of everything, really. Let's have a look. Oh, let's share. Let's see what Liam uh, Price has got. To, 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 um, to, we'll be listening to this today. Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Great voice, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant voice. Sam Smith. Uh, a bit of Sweet Love, an old old school garage tune. Not garage, um, drum and bass. Oh, this is back in the day, isn't it? Back right, back, back in back, there. Right back I was in about there. 10. <laughs> right back in I heard your read. I heard your read. When you're 14, you go to Lingards, and yeah. there you go. You're I mean, out. my show's out while yeah. I was listening to Remember that. Remember Boiler House? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming back now, I tell you. Right, early morning or late night person? Uh, early morning. I'm not good at getting up early. You're good at getting up? You're very good at getting up early, yeah. Very good, yeah. Is that kids and stuff? Just, just I've always been with them people. It was when you open your eyes, I can get up. My wife's the opposite, but she can't get up. I could get up straight away like that, no problem. Oh, right, okay. Can you cook? No. Absolutely not. I can cook um what? Could do I could do a steak, I could do spaghetti bolognese. So you can cook? I can, but not that's it. Okay. And the last question for Leon Price here and the Novamates podcast. Three people dead or alive to share a steak. Or Chinese takeaway. Three people. Some Coca-Cola, a bit of Sam Smith on the uh, on the jukebox, not in the mitten box, but at your house, you are hosting. Three people dead or alive. Three people. Um, Three people you want round your table. And it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be the obvious with family and stuff like that. Right, so yeah. let's take that equation. Because so, it's obvious you're gonna obviously yeah. you might have the kids in the family there. Yeah. But let's think Outside uh, the box. Yeah, outside the box. Outside yeah, the box. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, because it's so recent, I probably like Kobe Bryant. I've been watching so much thing oh, on him at the moment yeah. because it's so tragic, and, and everything that I've read about him lately has been quite inspiring. Really, some of the, the way, some of his ways, and his so getting the chance to speak to him would have been would have been nice. Incredible player. Incredible, yeah. Incredible player. Um, who else is? There? I don't really, I don't really have no heroes or anybody that I, uh, I don't know. Let me think. Let me think. If I went for somebody from rugby, I'd have Ellery Handler. Okay, all right. He's still alive. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's probably my favourite ever player. Right, okay. Um, so, Ellery. Yeah, so I'd have Kobe, Ellery. They would have gone for last. Ellery, so have a look at that menu, Chinese menu, we're going to put order in. Bob Marley, next. Bob yeah. Marley? Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a bit of musician, you've got the, the rugby yeah. world, and you've got the basketball world yeah. there. Uh, pick, the, pick, the, pick the brains of all of them. I mean, that's, I mean that, there's some conversation going there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to be a fly in the wall. I love, I, love, I love Bob's, you know, his, some of his outlooks on life, where you know, he didn't talk about rich, richness, he's not about, he's not about money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know his riches, not his riches is not money. And so, if you look, watch some of the clips on Instagram, is it's always about love and unity. And I like, I like, I like listening to that. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Have you heard his son, Damien? Yeah, I have, yeah. Have you actually seen him yeah, like yeah. clips? No, yeah, wicked. Whoa. Yeah. So I like I like that, yeah. And uh, and, and especially being a, a young mixed race lad in Bradford, it's them guys that you can you can resonate with, you know, Ellery growing up. There's not many black guys around playing on television mm. and you see these guys and you're like, I wanna be him. Like Amazing. I can be him, you know, that's and that's why you always go towards them. Inspiring. Inspiring, yeah. Inspiring. Inspiring, yeah. I think so, that's the word of the day, isn't it? Absolutely. We're inspired. I'm inspired by you. Yeah. You're inspired by Corbellery and, we're all and Bob Marley. Inspired and we're all going to be inspired by Stuart McCall. It's, it's happening today. I mean, we're this in. is it. We just, we're just we've started the day. The sun is shining in Bradford. We've got Grimsby Town It's the nicest here. day we've had in a while. We're on. I know. We're it's, everyone's in good spirit, aren't we? We're buzzing, we're buzzing. Listen, pleasure. Wicked, man. Thank you so much. Send my love to the family and everyone, please. All right, take care. Keep doing what you're doing. You too. You too. All right. I appreciate it. And as here. Dean Windass says, make your bed. <laughs> I've not done it today. <laughs> <laughs> right.